um, I chose not to be around them. So when I became a Christian, I did have to turn my back on some of them because of the lifestyle they choose versus the lifestyle that I was choosing for mm -hmm. myself and for my family. Hello, Carolina, and welcome back to the WMSA podcast. Last week, Jake interviewed Brian Burgess, Burgess, yes, at the senior retreat. This week, we are interviewing the one and only Jamark Parker. <laughs> I'm your host, Annie Miller, here with my co-host. What's up, guys? I'm Baylor Halstead. <laughs> and we are very excited to be here with Jamark. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, Coach. My pleasure. I'm excited to be on the second podcast. This is awesome. All right, so first off, we're just going to start, like, with a, just a little, something a little funny. And so when I was doing some background research, of course, I had to, like, Google you and everything. And so, like, initially, I wanted to, like, look at some pictures. So when I Googled Jamark Parker, Metrolina Christian, very interesting uh, picture came up. I'm going to want you to look at that. Yikes. <laughs> For everyone who can't see, um, it is Coach Parker with a kind of mugshot look, you could probably agree. Wow. And he's, <laughs> he looks like a, a, a little baby. Yeah, you do, he you looks look so young, young, and he's in a gray little polo with lady attack. No facial hair then, huh? No facial hair then either. Mm -hmm. You got a little scruff on there. You got a little bit. A little scruff. Yeah. How that long was, ago? That was, that was about 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago? That was about 10 years ago. About 20 pounds, too, extra. Oh, my goodness, yeah. You looked a little bit smaller than yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, funny thing is, because I played Lady Attack like t 10 years ago, too. So I was like, when I first saw that, I got so excited. I was like, maybe we crossed paths and just didn't even know it. We probably did. We probably did. I don't like that picture, though. I love this picture. Mm. Mm -hmm. So for everyone, if you want to find a really funny picture of Jamark, just look up uh, Jamark Parker, Metrolina Christian. It's one of the first pictures, just to make y'all happy. Okay, so Coach Parker, so you played at Catawba College if I'm pronouncing that wrong, from 1999 to 2003, correct? That's correct. So let's talk, because you've told me that you didn't become a Christian at that time. So how was your experience, especially playing college basketball as a secularist? Well, I was around a lot of Christian friends. My roommate was actually a huge Christian, um, Terrence Hamilton. He um, was an All-American basketball player, but he was rooted in um, Christianity. Now, I, I was raised as a Christian. Um, just didn't follow the, the route. I wasn't walking that walk. Um, I didn't have a real relationship with Jesus at the time. But my college um, basketball team was um, just a solid group of guys. It wasn't about doing a lot of stupid stuff. But, um, I mean, I, was, I didn't have a relationship. I didn't read my Bible. I wasn't doing devotions. I didn't care about doing any of that stuff. I was all about having fun and just trying to see what I was going to do with the basketball thing. But um, I knew – at that time, I wanted to be a coach, mm -hmm. but I wanted to make sure I had some type of foundations. And my coach, um, he didn't really talk biblical to us, yeah. but he always talked about different things in the future, how to be better, a uh, better husband, um, a better man, better fathers. So he taught us those type of foundations that kind of helped, but nobody really ever taught me um, anything about Jesus Christ mm -hmm. to that extent of having a relationship with something that, or somebody that does not obviously with you at the time other than like the Holy Spirit but I didn't I just didn't get it I mean I got most of that foundation from my grandma but as a teenager you know how you guys can get you don't really pay attention to certain things that people try to tell you until it's kind of too late so I mean that's kind of how the college my college foundation was set I was around some good people though mm -hmm. if you knew that you had your salvation in Christ do you think that you would have changed anything in college like your friends that you put yourself around, your even your career in basketball, your academics, how do you think that would have affected if you found Christ earlier? 
That's a great question. To be honest with you, I don't think I would have changed anything. I think uh, um, every step that God created for me, um, you know, Catawba was a, a big reason why I went there because of the, the type of friends that was there. Mm-hmm. It was good guys. And, I mean, I thought I was always a good guy. I mean, I, you know, I never – got in a lot of trouble or anything like that. Even in high school, I didn't get in a lot of trouble. In college, I didn't get in a lot of trouble. But if I would have had a relationship with Jesus, I don't think a lot of things have changed other than um, me witnessing other people, me being more of a um, of a steward as far as um, going out and sharing the gospel with other people. I didn't do that. I mean, you know, I prayed for my food. I prayed at night, but it wasn't a real relationship. Like, I didn't hear nobody talking back. I didn't know when the Holy Spirit was trying to tell me to do something. I just kind of did something with my own intentions mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so but i was rooted with some great people like that foundation that we had the, the older kids that was in ahead of me was great and then when i became an ra so i was learning leadership skills in college um i was an ra which is a resident advisor um just kind of in charge of dorms and stuff like that and um you know i they look at me as a mentor so i i think i was already i think i was one of those ones that was born as a leader mm-hmm. um i was always vocal in football i played quarterback basketball i was a point guard so i was always in a leadership position which kind of um you know coaches look at you as a coach so i was always looked looked as as a as an older person in any situation i was mm-hmm. in so i think that kind of helped rooted me with the foundation that's what so, similar to what jesus is you know he was a leader obviously mm-hmm. but um you know he tried to take disciples around and do th- different things i was doing that but i didn't know who jesus was mm-hmm. i didn't know what the holy spirit really did for us yeah um i knew god but didn't really care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um i don't think i would have changed a lot as a christian at katawa other than um how i treated people mm-hmm. um i don't think i would have been um as fake as some people was walking around um, I think I would have had better relationships with other people, too, because I was the type of person. I didn't just hang out with my basketball team. Um, I used to hang out with the music uh, the music students, the theater students, um, the band students. Um, I was one of those type of people that just wanted to get around. I really enjoyed the college life and getting to know the, just the different cultures that we had. So um, that was just – I'm just a unique person mm-hmm. in general. And um, I think just finding Jesus Christ just kind of made me a stronger person. Mm-hmm. Um, not – bragging on myself but you know that's obviously <laughs> still flaws in myself for sure and i still want to get my relationship stronger with jesus even now mm-hmm. as a big christian but um my college friends really helped me become a better person and then um you know i had a a, a co-worker here that kind of helped me just led me to jesus christ and just made me a stronger person yeah and you know i became a better father because of it that's honestly awesome so like i'm gonna go on a little background story honestly with how you were describing your college like career with all of your friends and everything, mm-hmm. like that's honestly like kind of foreshadowing. So like this past weekend with my parents, I was watching the movie Dodgeball. If you, are y'all familiar with that movie? Yes, awesome. Awesome. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's an awesome movie. But honestly, cinematically, it's terrible movie. Like right. there's yeah. foreshadowing like all over the movie, yep. like especially with the part I forgot the name of the actor. But remember, yeah. remember the guy who was who could not with the glasses that could not get angry and was just like terrible and couldn't throw. Oh yeah. Was, and then yeah. he saw his wife in the stands uh-huh. that was cheating, and then he got angry, and there was like that was like oh that's so obvious foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what you were talking about with your friends in college and how they were you were like saying how they're great people and Christians, that was honestly like when you were telling me that I was like wow that was like a foreshadowing into your future. For sure. And so it was it's great how like you can reflect back on your life and see that wow, God set me up with such great people and I wasn't even like reaching out for them. God just put them on my life Absolutely. and I just, I was there. And so that's honestly just like amazing to think about. I 100% agree with it. Um, like I said, um, 
The only difference is they was making some some choices that mm-hmm. obviously I was involved with those choices as well. And um, and I think that's what separates me from them now. Um, they still great friends, but there are certain things that they do that I would not want to be around. Um, I chose not to be around them. So when I became a Christian, I did have to turn my back on some of them because of the lifestyle they choose versus the lifestyle that I was choosing for mm-hmm. myself and for my family. Um, but they still great friends, and they don't challenge me. They you know they don't disrespect me by any means, and, and now they they ask me questions like I don't have all the answers but I can point you to the person to do mm-hmm. once you feel that that wrath of the Holy Spirit but um, now when they was training me and teaching me I get the opportunity to do that now by just showing them the Bible and just taking them to church mm-hmm. and just giving them the opportunity like look you do daily devotions and start living it out it will change your life mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of how my college buddies like still today half of them was in my wedding um, you know obviously you, I think your college life is probably the most important part because I think God will build you up. And I, I even think now, um, just the way the world is, some of the, the students that's in high school, God has put them in it. It's like a foreshadowing now mm-hmm. if you look at it because some, some of them are teaching you things you should do and sh- you shouldn't do. It's all about how you, your perspective is. Mm-hmm. So I heard you say that you had to cut out some people in your life. Mm-hmm. How did you go about doing that? And after you did that, how did you deal with those emotions because you probably felt a little bit lonely and you probably felt like either God or Satan was just trying to like single you out and it says multiple times in the Bible you need that congression of people Mm -hmm. like you need people to support you so how did you feel after you had to cut these people out of your life oh it was extremely hard but for instance you know I'm I'm married I have Mm -hmm. um you know I have kids and you know they ask me on a Friday or Saturday night let's go out and let's go hang out at a bar this that and the other and I'm like well I choose not to do that lifestyle now because um, I'm trying to be better, and you know I don't want to ruin my testimony by going out and doing those type of things um, and partying and just hanging out when I have a wife at home, mm-hmm. when I have kids at home that want their father at home on the weekend and spend time with them. So, um, and they respected that because they was all single. Like if you're a married man and you hang around single single guys, <laughs> mentally we're not strong. Yeah. I mean, and and I'm just gonna be <laughs> straight up with you guys. I hope you guys listening, um, just take it for what it's worth. If you are engaged with a, a relationship with the, um, with a girl, um, I highly tell you not to go do, go hang out with single people because mm-hmm. just it just don't look right. Um, it's not gonna make your your partner comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I chose not to do those type of things. And, like, I mean, that's the only thing different. I mean, other than that, man, we just played basketball. I mean, like I said, yeah. the guys I hung out with was really good guys. So it's nothing I can say bad about them other than, you know, they wanted to have a drink here and there. But, you know, that's not my lifestyle anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love my family, and I almost walked away from my family because of some of the lifestyles and the choices that I was choosing. But mm-hmm. I highly recommend that, again, uh, be careful with the, the the friends you choose because you, you start – getting in that lifestyle and all of a sudden things change and it's hard to tell them like look I can't do that anymore I'm like dude you ain't hung out with us in a month or two so what's going on I'm like well I tell you what you go to church with me a couple of times I guarantee you to change your life if you actually listen and you know they don't want to go to church with me but they want to go to the bar with me mm-hmm. that means they're not my friends anyway um, they're not choosing the right lifestyle because what what does bars going what's the future in, in, in going to a bar you know um, as, as opposed to what's the future in going to a church um, you know, you're getting something out of it. You know, hopefully you're learning something so you can bring more lost mm-hmm. people to the church, and that's the whole goal of the church. I don't know if there's a goal for a bar or a club, I mean, other than take somebody home with you, and I have somebody mm-hmm. home with me, so I don't mm-hmm. need that. So, um, And that was the only 
the hardest part I think was just tell them I'm not going to a bar with them. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, my friends did not choose to do crazy stuff. You know, I wasn't no crazy lunatic like that. But you know, yeah. obviously, those lifestyles changes you, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to change me for the worse. I wanted to make sure my relationship continued to grow mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. Well, even though, like, even cutting yourself out of those certain secular friends, like, even if you go to the church, God will, you find yourself that over time, or even if it's immediately, mm-hmm. God will provide for you. 100%. And so it's just amazing. Like, even, like, two weekends ago, I saw my pastor outside of church, and I was like, hey, what was going, like, what's going on and everything? We started talking, and so, like, right before we left, we started talking about corn. And so he was going somewhere. Oh, yeah, I know. Corn, <laughs> we started talking about corn. At church. <laughs> both of us have like a weird obsession with corn. Like we both just love corn. And so that next day, that Sunday, he was going to minister to a church somewhere in the mountains. And he was like, this is Preacher Mike, by the way. Like mm-hmm. Indian Trail. Justin, yeah. Justin no, ju- oh my goodness. <laughs> and so Preacher Mike looked at me and he was like, Annie, you love corn. I love corn. This place that I'm going to. He sold the best corn ever. Oh, my And goodness. so I was like, all right, all right. And he was like, I will bring you some. And I was like, really? The season's almost over, though. And he's like, this is the last weekend for the season. I'm going to bring you some corn. And so I was like, all right. We talking corn right. on the cops? We talking corn on the cops. Mm. Mm. And so then that, that so he went and ministered, and I completely forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. Okay, so on Tuesday then, I was just like, I forgot about it. I had a really hard cross-country workout. I had to go to immediately to a lift. And so I didn't get home till like 6.30, 6.45. And I walk in and I was like, what smells so good? And I t- asked my mom, I was like, hey, what's smelling good? And she was like, so we had a little bit of a problem earlier. Um, Preacher Mike's assistant called her and made her drive all the way back to the school, pick up the corn, drive all the way back. And so she had it all ready in a big pot already cooked. When I tell you that was like the juiciest looking corn I've ever seen Okay, and then so I took the corn out. I was I was inspecting. I was like, mm, this looks good. And y'all know the spray butter. I can't believe it's not butter spray mm-hmm. butter. Spray butter, yeah. That's the way to go. Like, it's healthy, you know, but it's spray butter. And so I sprayed that spray butter on. I looked at it, and I was like, ooh, this is about no to be good. No salt and pepper? No salt and pepper. I just wanted to straight up. I wanted to taste everything. Gotcha. And so I ate the corn, and I was like, this is the best corn I've ever my entire life. And it was from North Carolina. What? Mm-hmm. Where, so what part of North Carolina did he get the corn from? Somewhere in the mountains. I can't tell you for the life of me. I had no idea. I didn't know corn was like that detailed. Like we we eat it at Thanksgiving, but I can't have corn, by the way. Um, I have this thing called diverticulitis. We was at a retreat last year, and I ain't going to go into details because that can get kind of uh, <laughs> It was disgusting. But there was a lot of foods I can't have. And corn used to be one of my favorite things. I can eat some corn. Back in, when we was growing up, corn and green beans used to be a good max. Mm. It, it, you mix that together and just, it it smacks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the route to go. But I just, I, I hadn't had no North Carolina mountain corn, though. I'm telling you, have some hillbilly mm. corn. I can't have it. I'm telling it you. Would, it would be a major problem. If I told you exactly <laughs> what would happen with if I ate some corn, it would be a problem. Just put it that way. Man, especially as a runner because I can't have anything sweet. I can't have what? any processed sugar. And so. You don't I'm, have cheat days? I can't have cheat days, especially in cross-country season. Man, she, Miss Ferguson is making that face right now. I am making that face because you know what I had for snack last night when I was sitting in bed? I after know. I ran seven miles? About seven or eight Oreos of milk. Yes, and then I, went, yeah, I was down. And then, yes, I went, and then I went to sleep. You know what my oh desserts my are? Yeah. My desserts are um, granola parfaits. 
That's not a dessert. That is a dessert. That doesn't count. That does count. That's, that's <laughs> too that healthy. That is not a dessert. Not delicious. That's healthy. It is delicious. Okay, let me tell you. After 10 miles, you are craving something that's sweet. That's in two weeks. I'm going to get you 10 miles in two weeks, Annie. Know, you, know who you're talking to. Delicious. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is a great dessert. It is healthy, and it benefits you, especially like, you know, the Okios, the black with the mm-hmm. Greek yogurt. You got some protein in there. You get some Nature Valley. You we ain't talking cinnamon. about that when you're eating dessert. Mm-hmm, that when is you eat a dessert, dessert, I want some Oreos, the the thick ones with the, the extra icing in the middle. For the oh. you dip them in the milk. And you dip them. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's talking, what we're talking about. Talking about like double Joe's. stuff or like yes, the mega sir. stuff? Oh, I take the mega stuff. The mega stuff. <laughs> Have y'all had the Trader Joe's Oreos though? No, we don't I go there. We go to like Ooh. Food Lion. We go to normal. Aldi's. I'm telling you, these. No, if you want to splurge, <laughs> I'm telling you, like July Fourth, get the Trader Joe's. So you need to just bring me some. How about that? Okay, go next, in your pantry. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't eat Oreos though. No, that's like once every year. Like July 4th okay. is the only time we get them. I got some Oreos. I'll bring you some tomorrow. I will they are all that. brand and all. Mm-hmm. And I go get some milk from Miss Hargett. Exactly. I'll be set. That's the reason why I work out, Annie, mm-hmm. just so I can ha- eat what I want when I want. Like, I'm not going to run 10 miles and not yeah, be able to go enjoy an Oreo. I don't even drink milk, though. A cookout Oreo milkshake? Oh, my God. <laughs> are you serious right now? No, I don't You're have milk. On life. I don't have like ice cream, any of that, Jeez. because dairy is an inflammatory, and it's so I can't have any of that cheese. I every don't once eat in a while, you can do that. I, like I'm, I plan on eating some corn just because you said so. Eat some corn, and it's gonna be a problem for me. It's gonna be, but I'm willing to sacrifice. Just that. make sure you record the whole experience. I please. will not. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Do any of your other kids have like this problem? Like no, this? just so it's just, just you? me. Um, I'm I'm pretty different in my family. Like I don't even like sweet You're tea. Different? Oh yeah. You don't eat you don't sweet like sweet tea. tea? <gasps> whoa, whoa. Excuse you. I don't drink sweet tea. You give live in some, Charlotte, North Carolina. Give me some lemonade and I'm good. That's like so much sugar. Chick fil A lemonade. Oh, okay. <sighs> I get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> sweet tea. You missing out, Annie. You need to come on to the sweet sides. The sweet side. Man. Oh. I'm telling you, sweet side corn. No, and the, the par- parfait. Uh, parfait. That don't even sound like it's even like I want something that's unhealthy every once in a while. That's okay. Steak, baked potato, oh my goodness. cheesecake, yes, Oreos cheesecake. for later. Mm, snack. Cheesecake is good though. Cheesecake is really good. I haven't had that in a while. Yeah, so that's that's my type. Is I, I'm not a big dessert person, but you give me some Oreos. Mm-hmm. We could, my house. We we'll buy a thing of Oreos and they'll last about two and a half hours max in my house. Shoot. I mean, I'm talking about every last one of the rolls gone. Because I'm giving you, I'm giving you whatever that is. I don't know the number. My hand is out mm-hmm. and it's. Like, I can get you at least eight to ten rows in one sitting. And a thing of milk? Psh. You say eight to ten rows? <laughs> or oh, eight to ten Oreos? The, the Oreos. Oreos. I'm about to Oreos. say. <laughs> I can probably eat that many, though. I can eat a couple of rows of Oreos. Okay, so you have three kids, right? Can you name them off in age? And I actually have four. I have a stepson named Tristan. Yes, I forgot about Tristan. Don't wow. forget about Tristan. That's Tristan, my guy. So I had sorry. him since he's six years old. Um, he is 27 now. Um, you know, he's in school. He's also mm-hmm. working full-time. And then I have Kiera, which is a sophomore at Virginia Tech. Um, she graduated from Metrolina Christian <laughs> Academy. And then we have uh, Keegan, which is a um, senior this year. He's about to graduate, and who knows what's next in his future. And then we have Braylon, is an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my that's my crew. So I know you and Kiera, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Kiera. So I know you two had like really good bond, a great relationship. Father daughter mm-hmm. was amazing. How was that? transition of sending her off to college and everything uh i'm still trying to get over that like mm-hmm. it's it's hard i it, and i think the first time i it wasn't hard taking her up there packing her stuff 
the hardest part for me was driving home. Yeah. Like realizing like, um, where's Kara? Going in her room and you know, mm-hmm. and she's not there and like we have certain conversations, different conversations just she and I have and um just not been able to have that. So now it's like um when you know, I just actually just took myself off of social media but we'll send each other like different like um memes and different things and just mm-hmm. we just laugh and that's kinda our communication because I still want her to, to um enjoy her life and you know you know, I think God has given me the opportunity to change, like I said, when I was in college, um, when I had her, um, to to be a different person. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I set a foundation by giving her an opportunity to be a Christian and go to a Christian school, but letting her know that she got to walk her own faith and she got to mm-hmm. learn how to have a, her own relationship with Jesus. So her and our bond is is is, is crazy be, um, just because of just the, the past and different things. But, mm-hmm. you know, now I see a talk to her and, um, you know, Virginia Tech is not too, too far away wherever I need, no. really needed to get on the highway and just do what I would. But I want her to live her life. She's, um, that's a smart girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I love her. You know, I told you I didn't want to cry. Y'all ain't see me talking about my daughter like this. This is crazy. <laughs> um, I love her so much, and mm-hmm. I do miss her. Um, but at the same time, I know God is, you know, giving her this opportunity. It's time for mm-hmm. her to fly. I mean, you know, yeah. the bird is time to go. So, but mm-hmm. she she come home and visit quite often. Um, she's you know uh, working with the football team now, and um, so she's doing stuff that she loved to do, um, you know. But we set a good foundation for, her and now she's able to live her own lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so now this year's, I feel like Keegan and I've grown way closer. Mm-hmm. You know, just by him being a senior, just you know he work out with me every morning now at um, five thirty, and um, you know just building that bond with him Braylon and I I mean we always been close because I coach him summer league basketball and so I, I, I love being a father this is probably mm-hmm. the, the, um, I think the best thing that God has blessed me with is having kids and just even having a bonus kid like Tristan you know Tristan and our relationship is, is amazing um, just because like I said I, um, I had him when he was um, six years old and I came into his life so you know you, the past 20 years is you know I've been his father and um I didn't come in trying to be a friend to him, but mm-hmm. I also didn't try to come in and be a boss to him. I just wanted to be a good person, and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, he's following the same pathway. He's going to school right now to be a teacher, oh, um, wow. and he wanted to coach. He's been coaching with me at Metro Honor, too, the past uh, about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So he's been, you know, doing a work and going to school and also helping me coach. So I got a great relationship with I, I feel like I am a, a family person. I think, you know, I didn't have that growing up. Mm-hmm. Um and it was hard because I didn't really have a dad in my life that was there to help show me how to do things that guys would do, like change tires and stuff like that. Here's a funny story. Miss um, Veronica Perez had to show me how to um, change a tire. No way. Wow. Y'all don't need to laugh. Don't no. judge. And be, I don't the Bible think you guys admit that. Well, and, but the thing is, I'm not even ashamed of it because I am who I am. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all listen to Burgess. I am who I am. He talked about, Brian. I, I am who I am. I'm okay with it. I'm not ashamed of anything that I do. By the grace of God. And so, and I stand on that. Like that message this past week, it was it was good for me because like, I used to didn't tell that story, to be honest with you, Ms. Ferguson, but now I don't care. Like, uh, she's a good friend of mine and, and, and they laugh about it. And mm-hmm. I joke with people too. If I can't take the jokes, then why would I dish them out? Mm-hmm. I'm always about that. But at the same time, um, I know how to change a tire now. And, um, that's you important. Know, but that's the thing. Like, Tristan know how to do those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. Like, he's really good at, like, um, those outdoor stuff. And, like, he's been, like, Langley been trying to get me to hunt and stuff like that. But that's not my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm from the hood, man. We don't do no hunting like that. Like, we don't 
do that. But like he's no. training me to do some, and I, I'm type person. I want to be versatile. I want to mm-hmm. get out and do it. But um, I don't know if I'm going to go shoot little Bambi. It's oh wow. I shouldn't have put it that way, though. You just said shoot little Bambi. That's what they do. Well, there was a dead That's Bambi on my run Saturday morning. Scared the That's snot out of me. Because I wasn't looking down. And a little baby deer was just on the sidewalk with the... Did you get him? I just Did ran you around. you get him? You yeah. ran around. Hey, yeah, you're supposed to get him and call, call the uh, people to come and pick him up. Well, I came back through, what, like two hours later? And it was still there, so nobody's called. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's real <laughs> Yeah, but like, I don't like doing that stuff. I mean, but I, I don't... Mm-hmm knock anybody from doing it mm-hmm. um but every last one of my kids i think we got on that because i was talking about my kids mm-hmm. all our kids my kids is just we have a different bond different relationship but um like i said when you got one daughter it, the bond is going to be different i i really just mm-hmm. we actually talked about this this weekend i discipline her different mm-hmm. well i guess it's not really a lot of discipline with her um as opposed to knocking braylon and keegan out when yeah, i have I to say, i couldn't imagine Kira doing anything wrong Mm-mm. She didn't, like, but not, really he smart, let her mama tell her that she 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 did. But to me, like I used to try to save her, and she give me those eyes, and my wife would be like, "Don't look at him like that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now, Kier. I got to follow her." So um, that's my girl, though. So um, I do miss her. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about just leaving, going to Blacksburg, and trying to find a teaching job there. But yeah. she said, um, "No, we're, quickly." Especially at Metro, we're really happy that. You're still here because you said that even though you didn't have a father figure growing mm-hmm. up, you're like father figure now to hundreds of students. Yeah, and and that's crazy. that's that that is my why. And mm-hmm. if you ever ask me a question like, "What is your why? What is your reason being who you are?" Mm-hmm. and it's because of that. I wanted it. I wanted that person I can call. Hey, Dad, can you go throw the football with me? Uh, Dad, can you go get some shots up with me in basketball? Will you go throw baseball with me? That can you show me how to shave? I mm-hmm. I don't have no hair. I only not still don't know how to use a razor, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to mix some of this stuff on here because, um, like I said, Brian Burge said it first. I am who I am because of the grace of God, and I think God was training me back then. I won't never look in the mirror and say I wish I had a dad. Mm-hmm. My dad showed me some things. I don't. I won't ever still disrespect my dad now. He's living now, and mm-hmm. I won't def- ever disrespect him. He showed me what not to do. Mm-hmm. Be be there for your kids, um, you know, through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Be there for your kids. And, and, you know, my biggest thing is I tell my kids now, I want you to try to find a relationship with Jesus. I have one. And I, I had that that moment where I can go back and tell you that exact moment when I got saved, when I felt something just totally crazy. Um, and that, the last time I ever felt like that is when watching my daughter be born. Um, you know, that was like I passed out. Oh. Um, I fainted. Uh, I don't want to go into detail. I, I really did. My mom caught me, and um, like it was just probably the most surprising thing I ever seen. It was it, you talking about a miracle in my eyes. I'm mm-hmm. like, how did that just happen? Like mm-hmm. that, it, that. Yeah, that, we won't go into details. Go <laughs> but, you know, with my boys, it was kind of the same. But watching her be born now, I think that's that, the last time I felt like that is when I got saved. When I actually mm-hmm. allowed oh, the Holy wow. Spirit to come and do me like that. I, I literally. Don't remember floating to the altar with Pastor Lee at Hope of Baptist Church mm-hmm. in the middle of the um, backwoods. Um, it was one of those feelings where I can't, you can't explain it. I mean, it's just one of those things. It changed. I want my kids to it, be able to have that. But at the same time, I'm mm-hmm. here at Metrolina for a reason. And I want the kids to have the same thing. So I don't want the kids to see me nothing, nothing more than just like a father figure that they can have, um, you know, when things get tough or mm-hmm. when things are good. I want to hear all of it just because I want to be a part of their life because... 
I don't assume that everybody's life is always great and grand and nice like corn. Um, Corn's amazing still. Yes. Exactly. So I don't always yeah. assume that, you know, but I just always want to be a loving person. And I hope mm-hmm. my kids can find that same person, too, that can be like a Coach Parker to them. Because I'm not nothing special. Coach mm-hmm. Parker made just as many mistakes as you guys made. The only difference in me is that I do have a relationship with Jesus, and I do ask for forgiveness every single night, mm-hmm. every single day. Um, and I think that's probably the most important thing I can say to anybody on a podcast or wherever. Like, if you get a relationship with Jesus, because we all fall short of God's glory every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing we can say, or I can say, because I have a relationship with him, I hear him say, I forgive you, man. Just do better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And me doing better is like, if I see somebody with a uh, sad face, I can go and just talk to him and help him out. Um, if I see somebody that's struggling that you don't have a friend at a, at, at a cafeteria table, I can go and I'll go sit with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If somebody don't have lunch, if I have $2 and that's all I have, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Um, because I can't take the stuff away with me when I die. And my goal is is not just do good deeds. Just teach them about relationships. Mm-hmm. And I try to build relationships with every student, regardless of you on my basketball team, you play for me for football or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. I still want to try to build relationships where you can have that person you can go to when things mm-hmm. get tough. No, and I can probably speak for everyone at Metro Atlanta that you've done a fantastic job just oh, being there for it. every single person. And you've, I've especially probably for both of us, because yeah. even though we're two completely different sports, two completely different people, you've always been there for each and every one Absolutely. of us. Yeah. And you're just, you're an amazing person. And I hope oh, you know I that. that. And even though you say you're just Coach Parker, you're Coach Parker. That's not a big deal, though. Um, listen, it I is have a big some, deal. It's a pretty oh, big deal. Well, I, I do have mentors in my life that really help structure my life, too. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I can go to Mr. Callaway about anything. He is the head of the school, but, you know, I'm not trying to get no – he's not giving me a raise by saying this. But uh, Mr. Callaway has probably been the most inspirational person right now in my life because mm-hmm. he showed me how to do things that um, I never would have learned, like, yeah. you know, financing type of money and, um, you know, just trying to help the way you you run your family and different things like that. Just And Mr. Mack helped me put the Bible in perspective. I can go to Mr. Mack about any biblical context, and he can kind of help me out with that. Um, even Ronnie, he showed me how certain things he, he teaches me so much. So the leaders that's in, that, that, that's in better than me and, and at Metro Atlanta has been huge. Mm-hmm. And I've mentioned this in chapel, even Coach Langley, I'm older than him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he taught me how to, to be a better leader as far as, um, you know, um, training other people under you giving you the opportunity to lead and just like just like look man make sure you go to church like he's the reason why i started lifting weights in the first place and i got healthier because of coach langley um, a lot of you guys don't know that about uh, about 10 years ago we started lifting weights here in metrolina early in the morning we had a little morning crew and mm-hmm. we used to have like little bible studies before um we did that for about two or three years and then i started lifting more weights though that the school have and i'm like i got to grow so we kind of went to our own gyms but um i got some great leaders here yeah. and some great friends that kind of helped me you know like i said miss hargett is the one that um um that led me to christ and um i mean <laughs> you you gotta think you are who you hang around with exactly and we do have uh, miss ferguson pointing herself but like you, you <laughs> <laughs> i call her out like that <laughs> she, she's an associate she's <laughs> an associate <laughs> <laughs> like you really got to find that right crew. And sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you think this crew is for you, but, but sometimes they're not. They're not. Yeah. Like, they, they really, like, if you know that you're walking out and somebody's just bashing you in the back, those are not, if you can feel that, that's the Holy Spirit trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. You should probably start listening to, listening to it. Mm-hmm. And the people here that I have, there are some people that I don't even go to the office, I don't even go by them, and I don't like ever like to be like that. So my mom always taught, told me to kill people with kindness. And, um, exactly. you know, I, I try to make friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, 
and I do. I, I can go to Michelle about anything. Michelle, sorry. I can go to Miss Ferguson about there you anything. Go. <laughs> <laughs> we she, have to be formal here. She, she is to be one made of those. <laughs> that, and that's best. true. Yes, but she that, keep it real. You have to have that person. But she, she def, definitely mm-hmm. keeps it real with me, and she won't let me have a, a sad day. But the thing is about oh, no. her, um, like, if, if if she knows she needs somebody to go do this or do something stupid or something mm-hmm. like that, she knows she can probably call me to help her do it. Exactly. Um, you know, like, I'm the second person on the, the podcast. podcast. There <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, and, and again, like, I got to say, Miss Edwards, she was one of those mm-hmm. ones that um, she encouraged me to go back and get my master's degree. Um, and... I thought that was crazy because I, I hate reading, but now I like reading. Um, you know, I, there's so many people. I don't want to just keep yeah. calling people names and all saying you've got to call me out on the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about because I think every teacher here. I mean, you know, you gotta think. Um, even Miss Hayes, she's probably one of my best friends here, mm-hmm. and we we develop a relationship between me, Miss Ferguson, Hayes, and Rob Owens. We all went to um, Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh and wow! Just, just it was. It was amazing. We had a good time, and I remember that one time we was at a. Remember the alarm went off. It was going off all night in this warehouse, and we legit thought somebody. We weren't about to sit down out there. No, they said. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob said you need to go out there and check it out. Like you the bigger one. I'm like, in dude. Mississippi. I know how this story ends. You're not sending the only black guy out. <laughs> I know how this goes. So y'all going out there? I'm hiding. So I didn't go out there. I think you went out there, Miss Hayes. You Ms. sent Miss Ferguson out? Absolutely. He said absolutely. Yes, I don't mind. Yeah, I get it. Okay, well, we just wanted to thank you so much for coming on, Coach Parker. And so everyone, just check out Coach Parker on his Instagram at Jamark underscore Parker. And we really just appreciate you coming out for us. This My was pleasure. an amazing podcast. Well, thank you guys for having me. I always appreciate it. And again. If I can do anything for the students or teacher here, this is what I'm here for, mm-hmm. to help serve. And, and, again, I thank you so much for giving me the opportunity because I am who I am by, by the grace, grace of God. Amen. And that is Metro Linus Podcast signing out.